We want to welcome everybody to our podcast. We call this From the Preacher Study. My name is Bob Hutto. I'm the preacher here at the Oak Mountain Church of Christ. My partner and, and colleague, friend and brother is Kevin Clark. And uh, we're going to continue our study of the Sermon on the Mount in, in this session. We're on into the fifth chapter. We're going to pick up in about verse 38. But we've been working on this for, for a little while now, mm-hmm. the Sermon on the Mount. It's really good teaching, uh, very applicable to our lives, of course. And uh, we want to continue to study it. It's, it's interesting that Jesus begins by talking about our attitude. We've got mm-hmm. to get our attitude right, our thinking right, and then our correct behavior will follow uh, be pro- and be produced by that right attitude. And so right. we began with the, the Beatitudes. We are looking at verse 20 of chapter 5, where Jesus says that the righteousness of his disciples must exceed mm-hmm. the righteousness of the Pharisees. And then he gives some some examples of that, where we're to control our anger. Mm-hmm. It's not enough uh, to uh, have anger in your heart. Just, just sort of uh, refrain from uh, persecuting people or, right. or, in this particular place, committing murder, but mm-hmm. control the anger and the emotions that produce that murder. Right. Control your eyes and your mm-hmm. lust mm-hmm. and uh, things like that. And so uh, control that attitude and the, those emotions that produce the, the inappropriate actions. And then we'll be on our way to being the disciples that we ought to be. We're glad you're with us. We hope that uh, we'll have some things to say in this session that will be thought-provoking and challenging uh, to our thinking as well as to our behavior. But we're glad you're with us, Kevin. Amen. So very glad, as we always say, that we have this technology and this format and this platform from which we can talk about God's Word to so many different people in so many different places, not only in Birmingham and Alabama, the United States, but really across the world. And of course, we are very thankful for our two deacons, Mark Townsend and Jason Reed, who uh, lend their talents to this endeavor, make it possible. We've said many times we could not do this without them. We truly believe that. Uh, it's exciting for me to study these things. Uh, God is giving us instructions, divine instructions about how we ought to see the world, how our minds should be, how our hearts should be. And I would say probably the next two podcasts that we have are some very challenging things, things that are counterintuitive. They go against the kind of natural instincts we seem to cultivate and teach other people. And so uh, I love that because, again, people say one thing. The Lord says something else, and we need to go with the Lord and whatever He says. And so if you find yourself challenged, that's fine. The question is, are you willing to accept the challenge and to change your heart and change your viewpoints based on what the Lord says? Well, that brings up a point I wanted to to make and begin with today. Uh, We're transitioning from, say, the law of Moses Mm -hmm. to the teaching of Jesus. And it seems that, at least at times, people out there... Uh, you run into people and hear people talk, and they seem to think that we're moving from a, a rigorous standard from the Old Covenant right. to a less rigorous standard, a much more lax <laughs> no, standard no. following Christ. No, and no. and really, it's, a in a way, a more rigorous That's right. standard. That's right. And so I understand that, you know, Peter in Acts 15 talks about the, they're talking about this issue. Should we require Gentiles to right. be circumcised or not? And he makes the statement, you know, why would we place them mm-hmm. under a yoke mm-hmm. that neither we nor our fathers were able to bear? Right, right. Galatians chapter 5, mm-hmm. Paul talks about being set free from mm-hmm. the law. And so I understand that in a sense, when we move to Christ and being mm-hmm. disciples of Jesus, we are being set free from a yoke or a right. burden. But in some ways, uh, the teaching of Jesus is more rigorous mm-hmm. than what was accepted and what was said uh, under the old old covenant. Right. And so we say that in Matthew 5 and mm-hmm. verse 20, mm-hmm. 
that we must exceed mm-hmm. the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees. And right. so uh, we're not moving to a more lax standard, <laughs> but a more demanding that's standard. Right. Any, any comments about that? Yeah, I think that's, that's great because um, if you think about it, the Lord is saying it's not enough to simply regulate behavior. And so much of what we hear in society, even the law from a secular standpoint, is all about regulating behavior. The Lord is saying that's not good enough. Right. If you're stopping at the point of whether I'm going to act upon an intent, you should have stopped well before then. Why did you have the intent in the first place? And so the Lord is requiring us to look inward and to examine our hearts. Where do those thoughts come from? Where does murder come from? Where does adultery come from? Where does fornication? All of these begin somewhere, and they begin in the mind. So the Lord is saying, you've got to cleanse the mind. And you're talking about something that's difficult. It's extremely difficult to discipline and control the thoughts of your heart. And yet that's exactly what the Lord requires. Yes, that's so. right. That's right. So one way to say that maybe is, you know, we... We become the kind of people that he wants us to be from the inside yeah, out. It's right. not from the outside in. That's right. But yeah. It's from the inside. It's from it's from the heart, then outward. Yep. And so as we can change our heart, change our mind and mm-hmm. our thinking, mm-hmm. then and that's where you, in a sense, you change the nature of that's, the thing. That's and so right. we uh, we become as as Peter says, the partakers of the divine nature, right, right. more and more like Christ. Yes. From the inside out, and so we have to. Romans chapter 12, renew right. our mind mm-hmm. and change the way we think mm-hmm. and uh, bring bring that into conformity with the uh, teaching of Christ. Amen. So there, there's just some introductory thoughts. Let's, let's get to okay. the passage we want to look at in this mm-hmm. session, beginning in verse 38. It says, You've heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist an evil person, but whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other to him also. If anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt... Let him have your coat also. Whoever forces you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to him who asks of you, and do not turn away from him who wants to borrow from you. Well, you said a moment ago some challenging teaching, yeah. <laughs> and this this is a very challenging teaching, isn't it? Right. And uh, really test that what we've been talking about those mm-hmm. inner qualities that we're trying to develop. Mm-hmm. Verse 38 contains a, a reference to the to the law of Moses. Right, right. It's found this statement is found more than one time in the law of Moses, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. It's usually found in in connection with you know some other similar statements. And mm-hmm. so if you look at Leviticus chapter 24 for example, uh, we'll begin in verse 17. Leviticus 24 verse 17. If a man takes the life of any human being, he he shall surely be put to death. The one who takes the life of an animal shall make it good, life for life. Mm -hmm. If a man injures his neighbor, just as he has done, so it shall be done to him. Fracture for fracture, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. Just as he has injured a man, so it shall be inflicted on Mm -hmm. him. And so that's that's the law that Jesus is referring Mm -hmm. to here. In a sense, it was a standard for justice right. and a guard against injustice, exactly, and so right. both of those. Right, right. And so the, if you get in a fight and you knock somebody's tooth out, right. okay, justice demands you know right. sort of a equal treatment. That's right. You lose your tooth. Right, right. But no more than that. Exactly, right. No more than that. So it establishes the standard for justice, and right. it's a guard against injustice. Right. Notice the authority of Jesus. Now, you... you You've heard that it was said. Here's a quotation mm-hmm. from the law itself. Mm-hmm. But I say, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. notice the contrast between mm-hmm. what the law said and what Jesus, and that mm-hmm. really takes um, some gumption, doesn't right, it, for right. a, a, 
we wouldn't accept that kind of teaching from just any man, right. even a very enlightened man. Mm-hmm. But we accept it from Jesus because of who he is. Mm-hmm. He's, he is the Son of God, and so he has the authority and has the right, right. to speak in this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, before we go any further, got anything you want to comment there? or? Yeah, I think we've seen that several times, the contrast. You've heard that it was said, and then, but I tell you. And he's referring to himself as the authority. And as you said, it would take a lot of hubris for a man to say that. But the reason why Jesus can say that is because he is the Son of God in a unique, singular way. We're not talking about sons of God in the sense that a lot of people are. In a unique way, he's invoking that authority to say, I have the right to instruct you how to live. I have the right to instruct you what to think and how to see yourself and how to see the world. That's a pretty bold, audacious statement. And he can back that up. Oh, he can. You know, and yeah. so, for example, later on, he'll do miracles right, so right. that you know I have mm-hmm. the authority to mm-hmm. say the things that That's I do. Right. And That's so right. those miracles uh, support his authority to, to speak like this. Well, in the following verses, as we read just a moment ago, um, Jesus uh, teaches what is, you know, uh, countercultural yes. to say the least. This is the very <laughs> opposite, the very opposite of what our human nature and an instinct uh, would uh, compel us or impel us right, to do. Right. Verse 39, I say to you, do not resist an evil person. Now, one thing I would notice is that he's talking about a bad person, an right. evil person. Right. And so this isn't an innocent mistake of right, judgment right, committed right. by a well-meaning neighbor. You know, right. he's, he, he's, he's made a mistake and right. maybe encroached on your property. Or This right. is a bad guy. Yes. This is an evil person who is intentionally right. doing something to insult you. He's right. slapping you on the cheek. Mm-hmm. And what Jesus says is, you don't resist him. Right. And so I think the idea is you're not seeking revenge. Right, right. You're not trying to settle the score. Right, right. You're not, uh, you know, uh, responding in kind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so if he slaps me, I'm going to slap him. And of course, the result of that is a, kind of a never ending series Absolutely. of retaliatory actions. Right. It never ends. That's right. And so Jesus says, don't get caught up in that. Someone insults you, which is what a slap on the cheek would be. Mm-hmm. Someone insults you. You, you, you put a stop to it. Right, right. And so uh, you don't retaliate. You don't seek revenge. Mm-hmm. You don't resist him. Don't mm-hmm. seek to settle the score. Uh, but uh, go so far as to offer the other. I mean, the, right. it stops right there, the series of retaliatory events. It doesn't even begin. Amen. You know, and that, that's a very intentional act because, as you said, when we're done wrong, when somebody mistreats us, somebody slaps us, you know, the natural reaction is to strike out, to retaliate. And as you said, that's certainly not what the Lord is uh, advocating here. I thought about Romans 12, verse 17. The Bible says, repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves. Rather, give place to wrath, for his written vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, your enemy is hungry. Feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. And for, in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. I love right. this idea of vengeance is mine. It, that's the Lord's place. Let the Lord take advantage of that or take care of that and dispense that. Your obligation is to overcome evil with good. So you don't right. return. You can't triumph over evil by being evil. You cannot use those same carnal weapons. He says you respond with kindness. You heap coals of fire, as we often say in this verse refers to. If your enemy is hungry, you feed him. 
And you're not doing this because you have some nice, fuzzy feeling about him. You're doing it because it's the right thing to do. It's a good thing to do. You're showing mercy. You're showing kindness. And so, yeah, we need to be careful not to take upon ourselves to right the wrongs that have been committed against us. He says, let God have that. You do what is good. You don't change who you are simply because this evil person. Because think about it. You're a good person. They're an evil person. They do something evil to you. If you respond in kind, then you're stooping to their level. Right. You need to stay where you're at. You continue to be a good person. You respond as a good person responds. And that's really what we're reading about. So, yeah, it's the merciful thing to do. It's the gracious thing to do. It's the Christ-like thing to do. So I I thought about verse 25 of chapter 5. Make Mm -hmm. friends quickly with your opponent at all while you're with him on the way. You're you're seeking reconciliation. You're trying to bring a resolution to the situation, not escalating the retaliation and and revenge. We know what that would lead to, just just more of the same. That's right. That's right. And so we're seeking a peaceful right, uh, right. resolution. Be at peace with all men. As much mm-hmm. as in your life, be at peace with all men. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's what Jesus teaches. And so you see that here. Absolutely. You're trying to respond in a peaceful way, mm-hmm. come to a resolution of the issue. Now, I don't know that Jesus is discussing uh, defending oneself against uh, someone threatening danger or bodily right, right, harm. Right, 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 I think right. he's just talking about here's um, a situation that, involves some kind of insulting behavior mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or something that results in a perceived unfair right, outcome. Right. I think Ephesians chapter 5, no man ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes right, it and cherishes right. it. And that Paul is teaching uh, there about husbands mm-hmm. and wives, and mm-hmm. uh, the, the husband and wife are, are one flesh, That's and right. the, the husband is to love him his wife as himself. Right. No one ever hated his own flesh, That's but right. takes care of you. Do you take care of your own flesh? You and so you have a right to take care of your flesh right. Right. and your wife and mm-hmm. your family. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know that Jesus is teaching uh, you don't have a right to protect them right. or provide right. for their right. safety. Right. But when you get into a, a dispute mm-hmm. that involves insult or some kind of unfair mm-hmm. treatment. You know, we're not seeking revenge. We're not seeking retaliation. Right, right. We're seeking a peaceful resolution to the the problem. And you know, I, I, you see this so often in the workplace, or sometimes in schools as well. Somebody does something wrong, and the person says, "All right, I'm going to get you back," and, and it's kind of a, just a natural response. And so, what Christ is calling upon us to do is to stop whatever natural urges we have and to think about, okay. What is the right thing to do here? It's, it's thinking about the welfare of the other person. And it's also, we, we talked about this in several other these passages, for the Christian, there's this higher calling, I'm the bearer of the gospel. I'm spreading the gospel. So I don't want to do anything that detracts from my credibility right. as a bearer of the gospel. So does it make sense that a bearer of the gospel would be returning fire for fire, returning bad words for bad words, profanity for profanity? No, that's inconsistent with the message that you have. So we need to act in a way that's consistent with the message we bear. I've always thought if I find myself in a situation, you know, kind of a where there's a disagreement or an argument, um, you know, and I, I th- if there if it involves several people, I kind of envision a situation where maybe a, a husband's telling his wife about, oh, you should have seen what happened, and mm-hmm. the wife says, well, how did, how did Bob act in all that? Right. I tell you what, Bob acted like a Christian all to act. That's, there you go. You know, that's what I want. That's what you want. I'm yeah. saying I've always done that, <laughs> but that's what. Right. If it's retold, I want them to be able to say, well, you know, Bob Bob acted right. That's he kept exactly his cool. Right. He didn't get involved. 
uh, in an inappropriate way. Right. And, uh, you know, he really acted the way a Christian is supposed to act. So that's that's my goal. Yeah. He goes on down, and, and in this approach to these kind of situations, mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. suggests some other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're to be willing to take a loss yep, that's right. for the reconciliation. Right. Uh, if he asks for your shirt, give him yeah. your coat. Yeah. Be willing to take a loss. Yeah. Reminds you of 1 Corinthians chapter it's 6. Absolutely where yeah. I was going. Yeah. yeah. Kevin, we that's, don't have time. That's a different subject. That. I know, I know, but it did remind me of that. <laughs> that's, but you're right. I mean, it's a good, a good connection. This approach involves putting forth effort, going even right, right. beyond what may, might mm-hmm. be considered sufficient. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If he wants you to go one mile, go with him too. Right, so we, right. we, to reach a peaceful resolution, right. we're willing to go the extra mile. Right. You know, a, a phrase we use that yeah. comes right from right, this exactly. passage. That's right. And then it involves generosity as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. Give to him who asks you. And so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, be, be generous, even beyond. Right, you know, right. Maybe even beyond what might be uh, uh, considered sufficient. Right. Be selfless, be, be selfless, be generous, think of others rather than self. Right. Try to come to a resolution to these kinds of situations uh, in a peaceful way. Yeah. All right, well, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say yeah. one of the things we always say, all things in moderation, there's nothing moderate about this teaching. <laughs> and that's why I think we have a hard time with it, because it is telling us you really have to go above and beyond the call of duty to promote the cause of peace with your fellow man. And a lot of us just don't want to do it, especially in those moments when we've been wrong. That's the least likely we are to go above and beyond the call of duty. And yet that's what the Lord calls us to do. He says, but I say unto you, do what's countercultural, do what's counterintuitive, go beyond yeah. what normal people would do. And it, it occurs to me that, that some people will have a more difficult time than others. That's I true. mean, for, for some of us, mm-hmm. just that initial just gut reaction when we feel like we were wrong yeah. is to, you know, I'm going to get my pound of flesh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and so some people, this is a real challenge right. uh, to try to rein that in mm-hmm. and try to control the, those emotions and act in a more reasoned way a way that conforms to the teaching of Christ. And so as we began this session, this is a very rigorous standard. It it's very challenging for us. And, uh, but, you know, we want to raise, we want to raise ourselves up to That's this right. level, That's right. not lower it, That's lower the right. standard to our level. Right. So it's always, uh, you know, being called to that higher calling. Amen. Well, our time's out. We appreciate everyone. Right. Seems like it got away from us quick tonight. <laughs> As always. But uh, appreciate everybody being with us and uh, good encouragement, good encouraging uh, words that we get from time to time. Amen. Hope we said something that make us uh, think a little bit, think mm-hmm. about our own actions as we try to walk in the steps of Christ. Amen. We'll close with a word of prayer. Kevin, yeah. you want to lead us? Yes. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for this day. Thank you for giving us life, health, and strength. Thank you for waking us up this morning. We thank you for all the many things you give us to sustain our lives. We're very thankful for those things, knowing that all good gifts come from your hand. Uh, We're most especially thankful for spiritual enlightenment and the freedom from sin that comes through the death of your Son on the cross. We're so, so very thankful for that sacrifice, sacrifice of love. And we hope that we'll take that to heart, take it to mind, and and to take advantage of the grace that is bestowed uh, through the blood of Jesus Christ, through obedience to the gospel. Uh, What a shame it would be for uh, you to have done so much to give us the only opportunity we have to be reconciled, and then for us not to do our part, to simply satisfy the conditions of grace. So very thankful for the teaching that we have in your word. Uh, We've been focused on the Sermon of the Mount, and it's been so instructive and enlightening to us, uh, focusing ourselves on the inner part of our 
uh, beings, our hearts, our minds, how we look at the world, how we see ourselves. And, and we've had so much instruction about what it's like to be a citizen of your kingdom. We thank you for that, to give us a standard whereby we can measure ourselves and grow and develop into the kind of person you would have us to be. We've been talking about this particular session about how we deal with our fellow person, especially those who may do us wrong or the evil person who may slap us, who may take advantage of us, but also uh, folks who may ask us to do things for them that we do not the bare minimum, uh, not try to get by, but to excel Uh, in this area of human relations and to go above and beyond the call of duty, uh, going two miles instead of the one mile we're asked to go, giving more than what we're asked to give, and certainly uh, not repaying anyone evil for evil. We understand that vengeance is yours. You take care of those things. You certainly are a God of justice, uh, but we have a job to do, and that's not our job is to uh, mete out uh, vengeance when people have done us wrong. Uh, rather, let us give place to you and let you handle that and let us rise above and be like your son and do what's right, uh, shine the light of the gospel to resist maybe our baser impulses, control ourselves. As self-control is a central part of living a life that's uh, pleasing in thy sight. And please help us to spend more time controlling ourselves, responding in the right way, uh, building up a good reputation, that good name that we hope that we'll have uh, whenever we lay down this life, that we responded in a way that is appropriate for those who uh, bear the name of Christ. And we certainly do that. So we thank you for this teaching. We ask we may take it to heart. Uh, even though it is challenging, it's tough, it's rigorous, as has been said in this session, we, please, uh, we understand that even though it may be rigorous and demanding, it is not impossible. Because if it were impossible, you would not impose that standard upon us for human conduct. And so we just need to, as we said, to rise up to this conduct, knowing that we have uh, the power of prayer, the power of your word, the power of spiritual growth, the power of our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, all of which designed to cultivate more and more the spirit of your son in our lives. We ask you to continue to be with us and bless us. Bless this effort, uh, this podcast. May those who have heard your word uh, certainly take it to heart and spread it to others. We'd love to hear more and more people to tune into this program uh, as we exalt not ourselves but uh, your word and the teaching that enlightens the soul and uh, tells us how we should live in this life. We ask all these blessings and we uh, ask these things in the name of your precious son, Jesus Christ. Amen.